the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC Now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees everything new. I am attorney Paul Sangalang and I'm streaming live from Quezon City. Welcome to the new channel. Welcome to Ask Attorney Paul on TNC. Listening to our contents do not create any client-lawyer relationship. Whatever comments and recommendations that we give during our sessions are strictly for educational, information, and training purposes only. Please engage a trusted and reliable lawyer for legal advice and professional services. Thank you. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Friday na naman, ibig sabihin, ask attorney Paul time. Uh, we do this every Friday, no? So, uh, para do sa mga avid viewers and followers natin, alam nila that ask attorney Paul is every Friday. However, we do live stream twice a month, no? Dalawang beses sa isang one, first Friday and third Friday. And all on all the other months, we upload the replay of previous episode. But before anything else, mag-umpisa po muna tayo by having an opening prayer. No, Maganda po yung bless tayo, nag-guide tayo ni Lord, sa, lalo na dito sa ating mga, mga session na ganito that uh, people ask questions and then I do my best to give answers to their questions. Kailangan po natin ng guidance, inspiration, enlightenment from the Lord para po naman maganda po yung daloy ng ating discussion. So let me invite everyone, everyone, please join me as we uh, recite our opening prayer. 
for all our sessions. So this is our opening prayer uh, since we started doing this uh, during the lockdowns in the in 2020. No, so this is our opening prayer. Let's approach the throne of our God, our Lord, our Heavenly Father, with reverence, with respect, and with supplication. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Loving Father, we humbly come before you in gratitude for the victories and challenges of this fruitful day. We thank you for all the blessings, mercy, and kindness that you have bestowed on us and our families as we ask for your forgiveness for our sinfulness and shortcomings. We ask for your guidance, knowledge, and understanding for today's legal coaching session as you continue to open our hearts, our minds, and all our human faculties for the new learnings that we will receive and encounter today. O Heavenly Father, send forth your Holy Spirit to enlighten us, strengthen us, and encourage us to learn, to develop ourselves, and to use whatever learning that we we have for the betterment of our fellow men, our friends, our families, our loved ones. This we ask in the name of your Son, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's Friday, it's weekend. And uh, para sa mga hindi pa familiar sa ating format, no? this is a question and answer session. No? This is a question and answer show. You ask the question we answer them. Kaya lang, at the start of every session, para po walang dead air, para walang dumadaan ang anghel na tahimik na crickets, crickets, no? We prepare questions based on frequently asked questions. So I have been in practice for almost 30 years. I have been a licensed attorney for almost 30 years. And I have encountered a lot of questions from clients and also from friends, no? Minsan, uh, Kahit sino, kahit hindi ko kliyente, nagtatanong sa akin. So, ito, no? So, na-store ko yan sa, sa memory natin based on experience. Ano yung mga frequently asked questions ng mga tao? Pag nakakakita sila, nakakatagpo sila, nakakausap sila ng lawyer, what are the usual questions na tinatanong nila? And karamihan ng mga questions are related to labor law, labor and employment law. So, that's why yan po yung medyo feature natin. Kasi karamihan ng tao is whether... Kung hindi sila employee, employer sila. Or kung, kung ano naman sila, kung uh, hindi naman sila yung business owner, sila naman ay part of management. So, ang dami, no? So, siguro 95% of the people are either employee, employer, or representatives of employers. Kaya yan po ang mga malimit na natatanong sa atin. So, start na tayo sa ating prepared questions. Yung pangunang question na based from our a library of frequently asked questions. Ito po ang karimitan tinatanong. So this is from Juan de la Cruz. Who can be anyone? Who can be anyone? No? Or everyone? Or all? No? Para sa lahat. So question number one. Attorney Paul, can my employer make deductions from my wages and benefits without my consent? No, Wala daw consent. Pwede ba? na bawasan ang kanyang salary no na wala namang pahintulot so yan ang question so 
ito pong question na ito, like all other questions, kaya nga tinatanong ito, meron po yung it depends. no? Kalimitan, ang sagot po dyan ay it depends because there are general rules and there are exceptions to the general rules, which is usually the case sa, sa mga batas and regulation. No? We always have a general rule and then there are exceptions to the general rule and sometimes exception to the exception to the general rule and exception to the exception to the exception to the general rule. That's why law has become so complicated. And of course, iba-iba po ang situation, iba-iba ang facts and circumstances, iba ang uh, from company to company, from employee to employee, nagbabago po ang situation. That's why mahirap pong sumagot ng mga tanong na walang uh, factual context or walang documents or walang evidence. So we will just answer questions based on general principles. Yun. And uh, the, the answer might differ. Pwede pong magbago yung, yung ating kasagutan. Depende po nga sa actual situation, documentation, and evidence. Okay. So ano po ang general rule dito sa tanong na ito. Obviously naman siguro anyone can guess that the general rule is no. Hindi po. Walang pahintulot eh. Di ba? Wala ngang consent yung employee. Eh, babaw, kakaltasan siya, babawasan. Let, let's first define what deduction means. no? Para po tayo ay klaro. I-define natin kung anong ibig sabihin ng deduction. When we say deduction, uh, alam natin kung magkano yung sweldo. Whether minimum wage or let's say a certain amount, let's say 20,000 a month, 50,000 a month. So alam mo, yun ang talagang sahod mo. Dahil yun ang kasunduan eh. That's the agreement. That's what provided in your employment contract and based on the services, based on your attendance, based on the deliveries that you, you've made as an employee, ay ito talaga ang karapat dapat mong sweldo. So you know what you're entitled to. And then, pag sinabi nating deductions, babawasan yan. Babawasan kung ano yung karapatan mo na dapat tanggapin. Yun po ang ibig sabihin ng deduction. Bakit kailangan po natin i-define yung deduction? Kasi yung word na deduction, minsan ginagamit as a substitute for the word correction. May mga times po kasi na correction. And hindi po yun ang pinag-uusapan natin. Ano pong ibig sabihin ko na correction or adjustments? No? Correct, uh, adjustments to correct the, the wages and benefits. May mga times po nagkakamali yung payroll. No? Yung yung Minsan na sosobrahan yung bayad sa employee na hindi na wala namang karapatan talaga na dapat ma-receive yung uh, baga mistake no alam naman natin it's 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 uh, it's a mistake on the part of the payroll master in on the part of the employer or the management na bigyan nila ng sobra-sobra ang isang employee na wala wala namang basis minsan nangyayari rin kulang di ba minsan kulang naman ang uh, binigay uh, not necessarily binawasan, not necessarily kinaltasan or deduction, pero mistake lang, honest mistake. Nang, nangyayari po yan. May mga taong mahina sa mat, may mga taong uh, inaantok na habang ginagawa yung payroll, no? nagkakamali ng pagsulat, nagkakamali ng pag-type. So nangyayari po yan. No? Minsan computer error, minsan may virus. So there are so many reasons that yung payroll natin, yung natatanggap natin, ay because there is a mistake, either na sobrahan or kulang. No? At ito po, pag ito ay inayos, no? inadjust, kinorek, ito po ay hindi deduction. No? Hindi po ito quote-unquote deduction dahil wala po naman tayong binabawas o kinakaltas do sa karapatan ng employee na matanggap yung karapat dapat niyang wages and benefits. No? So we have to distinguish, ha? hindi po ito deduction. No? 
So sa mga ganitong situation that we are just going to correct uh, based on the correct timekeeping, correct attendance, correct time in and time out of the employee, correct uh, diba? punctuality, tapos meron naman tayong sistema dyan, uh, overtime, maraming adjustments na ginagawa yan uh, para sa magagaling yan sa math, no? at saka mga accountants and bookkeepers ang gumagawa niyan. No, if there was a mistake and it's just merely going to correct, either madadagdagan ka o mababawasan ka, but it's for the purpose of correction, it is not a deduction. Hindi po yan, quote-unquote, deduction based dun sa ating definition sa labor law. No? So, ibig sabihin, dahil hindi po yan deduction, pwedeng-pwede po na kahit walang consent si employee, hindi na kailangan hinga ng consent. Bakit? Kinokorekt lang naman natin yung mistake. Wala tayong binabawas, wala tayong tinatanggal kay employee. Ginagawa lang natin yung tama based sa employment contract, based sa agreement, based sa kasunduan. So wala po tayong nilalabag na karapatan ng isang empleyado kung, kung dahil dito hindi po kailangan ng consent. Hindi kailangan ng written consent. Kailangan lang ng notice. We just have to notify the employee. Siyempre, magtataka si employee. O bakit ganyan? Uh, isang araw, nareceive kong ganito, parang sobra, tapos ngayon, bigla na lang, nabawasan. Siyempre, kailangan po natin ng proper communication. Diba? That's just common sense. Kakausapin natin si employee, may proper communication tayo. Uy, ate, kuya, uh, pasensya na, nagkamali yung ating accounting, nagkamali yung ating bookkeeping, nagkamali yung ating uh, payroll uh, staff. No? So, ito pong ganitong situation, we just have to communicate properly to the employee and um, there's no problem. Not you, you don't need to get the employee's consent. Why? Because it is not a deduction. Okay? So, sana malinaw yan. So, pupunta ngayon tayo dun sa deduction proper. Sa deduction proper na tayo, yung talagang may kaltasan, may, may mababawasan sa isa employee. So the, ge the general uh, rule, bawal. No, hindi pwede pag walang consent. But there are exceptions to the general rule. No? There are several exceptions to the general rule na kahit ang isang employee ay hindi nagbigay ng kanyang pahintulot or consent or pumayag man lang na mabawasan yung kanyang uh, sahod at beneficyo ay pwede pa rin magkaltas ang isang employer. No? So the first first exception ay eh kung may batas o regulation na nagsasabing pwede. Yan. Yan po yung first. When there's a law or a regulation that authorizes the employer to make deductions even without the consent of the employee, then that is allowed. Pwede po. So ano po yung mga situations na nangyayari ito? Number one, yung mga mandatories. No? Yung, may mga employees kasi na pagmataas ang kanilang sweldo as a certain bracket, required po na mag-withholding tax. No? At ito pong withholding tax ay iririmit sa BIR. No? I-remit sa BIR. So ito po ay authorized by law and regulation. Hindi na po kailangan ng employee's consent. No? So na, na pwede po yung ibawas dahil obligation po yan ng employer at ng employee na magbayad ng tax kung siya ay taxable. 
no so yan uh, another is alam naman natin SSS no and in some situation telehealth and pag-ibig pero as a general rule SSS tayo no kasi may alam natin may employees contribution but in some cases depende po sa income bracket na employee telehealth pag-ibig but uh doon tayo sa SSS kasi as a general rule talaga may employees contribution diyan na nakakaltas no so yan by law mandatory po yan na mag-contribute si employee and by law Required po si employer na kaltasan si employee at kung ano man yung kinaltas niya sa employee, i-remit niya sa SSS. So may batas po na nagsasabi. No? So sa mga ganyang instances, yan yung first exception to the uh, general rule na bawal without the consent. So ano pa yung other situations or exception to the rule na hindi pwedeng mag, uh, mag-deduct or magkaltas si employer without the employee's consent? Ito po yung second situation. Employee nag-resign o na-terminate. So hindi na po siya konektado. Pa, paano na siya? Outgoing na siya. No? Uh, Mag-exit na siya from the company, from the employment. No? So hinihinto na natin yung relationship between the employer and the employee. Marami pong paraan yan. Pwedeng voluntary resignation, pwedeng dismissal, pwedeng layoff. No? So basta hindi na siya magiging employee. So kailangan po siyempre magkaroon ng nang magtuos no magkaroon ng tali uh, dahil maghihiwalay na ang landas ng employer at ni employee kailangan po magkaroon ng accounting magkakaroon ng clearance process magkakaroon ng audit no magkakaroon ng reconciliation sino nga ba may utang kasi kailangan nating i-compute yung final pay ng empleyado di ba alam naman natin lahat na may final pay ang isang empleyado na paalis na for whatever reason so in the Computation of final pay na kailangan nating uh, based on uh, DOLE, Labor Advisory Number 06. Dapat ito po ay i-release ng mga employer within 30 days from the date of severance of employment. Let's say ang employee nag-resign, effective date of resignation is today. Ano bang araw ngayon? May 5, no? So dapat yung final pay ng employee kung ngayon ang effective date ng resignation, May 5, dapat ang final pay ng isang employee has to be released 30 days from today which is uh, June June 4 no June 4 kasi may 31 days ang uh, ang May so June 4 dapat release na po ang final pay ng isang employee now ganun rin po ang situation pag ang employee ay na layoff or na dismiss kung kailan yung effective date ng layoff Kung kailan yung effective date ng dismissal, count 30 days from that date. Let's say ngayon po, uh, effective date of termination of employment. You count 30 days from today, let's say May 5, count 30 days, know that uh, May has 31 days. So, June 4. June 4 po ang deadline for the release of the final pay of the employee. And sometimes ang tawag dyan, last pay. Sometimes ang tawag dyan, back pay. So, iba't-ibang items yan. Anong kasama dyan? Prorated 13th month pay, unused leave credits, yung payroll na hindi na-release, na napagtrabaho na ng employee. In some situation, may tax refund. In some situation, uh, but not all situation, may separation pay. Yan. So, depende po sa situation. Yan po, lahat yan, ko computein yan po ang final pay ng isang empleyado 
to be released 30 days from the date of severance of employment. So within that 30-day period, syempre kailangan magkaroon ng computation. At uh, yan yung opportunity ng employer to audit the employee, to uh, 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 require the employee to undergo clearance para malaman natin kung may accountability si employee. Kasi yung accountability of the employee, yan po ay kinocompute, no? Kinikwenta rin po yung accountabilities ng isang employee at yan po ay pwedeng ibawas sa kanyang final pay. Ganyan po, ang, ganyan po talaga ang final pay computation. Hindi naman po i-release yan ng employer nang hindi na, na kakaltas yung accountability. Kasi uh, example, meron siyang vale o meron siyang uh, utang sa employer. No? Nag-execute siya ng promissory note, umutang or uh, meron siyang nabasag na mga pinggan o nasirang mga kagamitan or meron siyang petty cash na hindi pa naliliquidate marami pong situation no na ang employee ay may pagkakautang no o may accountability sa kanyang employer at dapat po within that 30-day period ay dapat 'yun ay ma-audit at ma-determine, ma-compute kasi kailangan pong pagbanggain ang kanyang final pay, last pay or back pay versus the accountabilities of the employee no at malalaman natin at the end of the day kung may matatanggap pa ba si employee so kung malaki naman ang kanyang uh, last pay final pay or uh, back pay then of course may matatanggap pa si employee kasi kung kokonti lang or kung wala naman siyang accountabilities di walang mababawas doon matatanggap po niya yon ng buong-buo so ito po Uh, ang tawag po dito ay offsetting, no? Ang process, this process is called offsetting, but in the law on obligations and contract, ang tawag po dito ay compensation, no? Meron po tayong batas sa Civil Code of the Philippines, no? At ito po ang law on obligations and contracts at meron pong mga provisions diyan on compensation compensation pero in layman's term ang tawag po natin dito offsetting kailan po nangyayari itong offsetting automatic po itong offsetting this happens when there are two persons may dalawang tao or dalawang entity company or employee or company and company or individual and another individual na sila ay may claim against each other no may pagkakautang sila sa isa't isa. No, katulad ng isang employer at isang employee, ang isang employer may pagkakautang sa employee in the term of uh, last pay or final pay or back pay. At ang employee naman, sometimes may pagkakautang yan sa kanyang employer in terms of accountabilities. No? Mga nasira niyang gamit, mga hindi pa nasiasauling, mga company properties, uh, marami, no? mga hindi naliliquidate na petty cash so, So yan, no? so may, may pagkakautang. Kung ang dalawang partido ay may pagkakautang sa isa't isa, pwede pong pagbanggain ang kanilang mga utang. Yun po. No? So kailan po yan pwede mangyari? Pag ang pagkakautang nila ay pareho, kailangan the same ang nature ng kanilang, account, ng, uh, kanilang obligation. Halimbawa, pera. So let's say ang employer, ang kanyang obligation ay magbigay ng money in the form Uh, final pay in the form of cash, di ba? Yan ang pagkakautang niya sa employee. Babayaran niya sa employee. Siyempre, cash lang tatanggapin ni employee, di ba? Uh, cash or check, no? Basta it's money, no? Legal tender, money. 
dapat yung uh, para magkaroon ng banggaan or offsetting or setting off or compensation in the language of the civil code is that there the, the obligation of the employee to the employer can also be uh, translated into money pera rin dapat cash no pesos so pesos versus pesos then pwede niyo pong i-offset yan offsetting Example, concrete example. Kunwari, ang final pay ng isang employee ay 50,000. Kinumpute mo na lahat, no? Uh, so, matutal 50,000 ang kanyang final pay. Halo-halo na dyan. Yung unreleased payroll, unused leave, leave credits, uh, prorated 13th month pay, etc., etc. Lahat yan, pag itotal natin, 50,000. Yung kanyang accountability, in peso terms ay 25,000 dahil meron siyang hindi na, hindi pa naliliquidate na petty cash meron siyang um, na, nasirang uh, tools and equipment na hindi pa niya napapalitan no na siya naman talaga may kasalanan di ba so ito uh, 25,000 so pagbabanggain niyo po yung 50,000 versus 25,000 and ano po ang uh, result Ibig sabihin, ang matatanggap na final pay ni employee ay 25,000 dahil binangga natin. We, we did an offsetting. Ito pong situation na ito na tinatawag nating compensation under the, the, the civil code or offsetting in layman's language, hindi na po kailangan ng consent ito. No, no need for the consent. No? It happens automatically as long as all the conditions are present. No? As long as the obligations of both parties are due and demandable, ibig sabihin, uh, demandable, kailangan bayaran na, due and demandable, and it's in the same nature, example, money, parehong ang pagkakautang nila sa isa't isa ay pera, kaya pwedeng i-offset. Uh, yan. At uh, sila po ay uh, claimants and uh, what you call this, uh, obligors of each other. Ibig sabihin, may at uh, totoo na may 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 ano sa may responsibility sila or obligation sa isa't isa nangyayari po yan automatically hindi na po kailangan ng consent no uh, yun nga lang kung uh, kailangan po minsan pag contested no uh, nangyayari yan minsan contested pag pag contested po pag may let's say may hindi pagkakasunduan let's say uh, may denial dinideny there is a denial on the part of one party Ibig sabihin hindi pa yan due, due and demandable no may issue pa kasi no kailangan kasi uh, wala na pong uh, issues na ito nga ang pagkakautang o hindi no kailangan po yan no para maging automatic yan okay so next situation na pwedeng magkaroon ng deduction without the consent of the employee ay uh, pag nagkaroon po ng due process no due process kasi di ba uh, alam naman natin na sa general rule kung gusto nating magkaroon ng deduction we need written consent no papagawa uh, papapirmahin natin si employee ng ang yung tinatawag natin written authority to deduct written authority to deduct that's the standard template that we ask the employee para Uh, hindi natin ma-violate yung karapatan niya. But there are times, there are situations when uh, the employee wouldn't want to sign. Ayaw niya pumirma ng written authority to deduct. No? Karapatan naman ng employee yon na hindi siya pumirma. Lalo na kung hindi siya sang-ayon. Talaga hindi natin mapipilit na pumirma ang isang employee ng written authority to deduct. 
So sa mga ganitong situation po, kailangan may due process. Hindi po pwedeng automatic deduction. Bawal po yun. Pinagbabawal po yan. Mahigpit pong pinagbabawal yan ng ating labor code. Yung mga tinatawag na automatic deduction. No? Unless may batas nga, unless papasok siya doon sa exception to the general rule that there's a law that allows it. Like for SSS and BIR. However, ito, sa mga ganitong situation, ayaw. Uh, sinasabi ng employee, wala naman akong kasalanan. Wala akong responsibility dyan. Hindi ako ang may kasalanan dyan. Uh, bakit ako pipirma? Bakit ako sasangayon na pumirma na madidak ang aking wages and benefits? So sa mga ganyan situation, kailangan pong may due process. No? Kailangan may investigation. So the employer, what the employer can do is conduct an administrative investigation and audit and give due process, allow the employee the opportunity to defend himself to explain bakit hindi dapat ikaltas sa kanya yung uh, ina-allege na kanyang accountability. No? There's a process. There's a process. It's uh, a process similar to the due process in the dismissal of an employee. Alam naman natin pag magdi-dismiss tayo ng employee, employees have security of tenure, kailangan may due process. We have to conduct an administrative investigation and during that investigation, we we need to give the employee ample opportunity to explain and to defend himself by giving him at least five days to submit a written explanation and there will be hearing and or conference and presentation of evidence and witnesses and at the end of the day, there will be uh, a decision on the part of the management whether the employee is guilty or not. And of course, kung guilty si employee, pwede siyang madismiss. No? Kung ang penalty ay dismissal, kung serious yung kanyang violation, and the penalty is dismissal, then the employer can validly dismiss the employee kasi nag-comply siya sa due process at uh, nirespeto niya ang security of tenure ng isang employee. Now, when it comes to accountability, it's the same. No, Hindi pwedeng automatic deduction. In the same way na hindi pwedeng uh, immediate dismissal, immediate termination. May process po tayo. So susundin natin yung similar process at ito pong process na ito ay in-outline ng Department of Labor and Employment sa kanilang labor advisory. So take note, ha? there is a labor advisory which is DOLE Labor Advisory Number 11-14 Series of 2020, uh, 2014. No? Again, DOLE Labor Advisory 11-14 Series of 2014. Yeah, Google nyo po yan. No? Search it, download it, make it as your reference. Naka-outline po dyan uh, yung process na kailangan gawin ng isang employer before magkaroon po ng deduction sa uh, wages and benefits ng isang employee. No, So may process po yan. Basically, it's due process. And uh, although hindi lang siya kasing detalyado katulad ng uh, dismissal of... Uh, employees no but uh, ako best practice akin ko ano yung process na ginagamit nyo for the dismissal of the employee whatever due process you do you adapt the same process give the employee at least 5 days to explain and defend himself sa allegation na meron siyang accountability na pagbayaran now at the end of the day if uh, based on evidence there is substantial evidence that the employee is indeed guilty or accountable 
for an amount no na because of his fault or negligence eh, na, 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 na prejudice na perhisyo ang employer ito po ay pwedeng i-charge against the employee kahit wala po siyang consent no ano po ang magiging basis niyo yung decision yung proceedings na binigyan po niyo ng due process si employee at uh, yung proceedings na yun, and then you can now deduct that amount against the employee. Of course, kailangan pong ano, uh, honest to goodness tong process na ito. Because the employee can later challenge it in the same way that an employee can challenge the dismissal kung palagay niya illegal yung dismissal sa kanya. Kung palagay ng employee, hindi rin naging makatarungan yung pagkakaltas uh, sa kanya. Pwede rin po niyang i-challenge yan. Ganon rin po, it's the same thing. It's like uh, an illegal dismissal case. Ang gagawin naman ng employee, magpa-file naman siya ng illegal deduction case. No? Illegal deduction. And in an illegal deduction case, syempre the employer has to prove that uh, ginawa niya yung tamang proseso para hindi naman siya ma mahatula na illegal deduction. Kasi pag, if there's a declaration of illegal deduction, eh, papa-reimburse papa yan ng ng dole no ng Department of Labor the, the the labor arbiter will say ay illegal deduction yan reimburse mo si employee ibalik mo yung kinaltas mo yan po sasabihin yan illegal deduction hindi mo ginawa yung tamang proseso walang consent si employee wala kang evidence etc etc illegal deduction ibalik mo yan yun po ang pwedeng mangyari no kung hindi po natin ginawa ang tamang proseso okay so uh, time check. It's already 10.33. Okay, and uh, tingnan natin, Miss Sigrid, meron bang mga questions na related dito, clarificatory questions na related dito sa ating first topic, first question of the day? Uh, meron, sir, from Miss Ligaya. Uh, Sabi niya, sir, question lang niya is, yung balance po ng mga SSS loan, pag-ibig loans? Yun lang po mm -hmm. yung yes, uh, okay. Yan po ay ano, uh, kung yan po ay loan sa SSS Pag-ibig, may consent po ang employee dyan. May pinirmahan siya. Before po siya, before po ma-approve yung loan na yan, may mga documentation yan, may mga loan application, may mga kontrata po yan, terms and condition. May pinirmahan po ang employee dyan na pumapayag siya sa, sa deduction. No? So that's with consent. Okay. Yun pa lang yung questions sir na related pero may mga susunod na questions na po. So after na lang po siguro no second question. Okay. Po. Okay, so meron tayong studio guest dito, Miss Sigrid, di ba? Yes po, si Miss Len Oo. po. Si Miss Len at meron siyang pinadala sa ating question. Now, nagpapalabas po kami ng Google form, ng survey form at uh, we we solicit questions from the population from anyone no you can send a question through Google Forms at pina-process po namin yan tinatanong namin kung kayo ay interested na sumama sa amin dito sa sa loob ng studio para po magkaroon tayo ng uh, live discussion do sa inyong mga questions so si Miss Len uh, pumayag siya nagpadala siya ng question through Google Form and then uh, kinontak ni Miss Sigrid and nandito siya ngayon. Okay, Miss Len, good good morning. Nag-exit ata siya sa sagot may ginawa ata siya. Ah, nag-exit ba? Wala siya sa backstage o biglang nawala. 
Anyway, sige, flash natin yung kanyang question at uh, tingnan na lang natin kung makakahabol siya. So, ito po yung question. Ano po pwedeng ikaso sa employee na nag-awol without proper endorsement in clearance for cash flow in cash sales report? And now, under na kami ng investigations, napakarami pong audit na shortages and discrepancy na kailangan ipaliwanag kung nasaan. Small food business po and the employee stays for two months. This is from Ms. Len. Ayan. So, maganda tong question ni Miss Len because related to dun sa first topic natin or first question. So, ang nangyari yata dito, no? So, sa pagkakaintindi ko sa kanyang question, may isang employee na nag-awol or nag-abandon, job abandonment. After two months of working, hindi na nagpakita, no? Nag-ginosting na yung uh, employer at... Uh, hindi na ma, hindi na ma-locate, hindi na sumasagot, hindi na nagre-reply, hindi na pumapasok. And ito nga may mga iniwan siyang mga trabaho na supposed to be kanyang responsibility or part of the job description pero hindi niya ginawa and ngayon lumalabas ang daming uh, sabit, no? Ang daming audit. So nagkaroon ng audit, ayan. Uh, lumalabas na na-pinpoint ngayon na itong employee na ito na two months lang nagtrabaho ang may ang may kasalanan kung bakit ngayon sila na-audit ng mga violations, mga irregularities because hindi ginawa ng employee ang kanyang trabaho. So anong pwedeng gawin ng isang employer? Now, ito po no, um, sa mga ganitong issues dapat nating i-consider na may dalawang issue dito. First of all, ano ang status of the employment of the employee? That's the first issue. Ano ang kanyang status? At ano ang consequences do sa kanyang ginawa sa kanyang status? Madidismiss ba siya? O mabibigyan ng sanction O mapapagpatuloy lang yung kanyang employment? No? So ano muna ang kanyang employment status? So papasok po dyan yung disciplinary angle. Yung disciplinary angle. Ang isang employee kasi na nag-job abandonment or nag-awol, ang official status niya ay still employed, no? Na hangga't hindi po niyo formally kasi si employee hindi siya nag-resign. So hindi niyo alam kung anong kanyang uh, status. So ang status niya is question mark because bigla na lang siya naglaho. So since question mark in doubt ang kanyang status, ang status niya is still employed, currently employed pa po. Hanggat hindi po magkaroon ng proper closure para po yung uh, mag-girlfriend at mag-boyfriend na, na nasa cool, cool, cooling off period, cool off muna, no? Na hindi mo alam kung sila pa rin o hindi na sila, no? Dahil walang proper closure, no? Walang, uh, walang, walang proper formalities na nagpapaalam na at binibreak na yung relationship. Bigla na lang nag-ghosting na wala yung isang partido, di ba? Nangyayari yan sa mag-boyfriend, mag-nobyo, mag-jowa, no? Hindi mo alam status tayo pa rin ba? O, o hindi na, di ba? Ano ba tayo? Tayo pa? Cool off ba tayo o what? Hindi mo alam eh. So hanggat hindi mo alam ang status, malay mo, baka, baka kayo pa rin, di ba? So yan, yan po ang status ng awol na employee. Dapat po natin, magkaroon po tayo ng proper closure. So kung kayo po yung employer ng ganitong klaseng employee na nag-commit ng awol or job abandonment, 
kailangan pong i-proper closure natin. So how do we do that? So we send a return to work order. We send uh, a disciplinary notice, notice to explain. Please explain why you should not be terminated for job abandonment. Diba? Bibigyan po natin siya ng due process in accordance with law because this, this is how you properly put a closure or put a period in that relationship. Kasi otherwise, it's hanging. No? Hindi mo alam. E paano kung bumalik yan one day? Paano yung jowa mo na nag-cool off, na nag-ghosting, biglang bumalik sa'yo one day? Diba? And uh, sabi niya, tayo pa rin, no? Tayo pa rin na mag-jowa. O paano yun? Diba? Hindi mo alam. So you need to put a tuldok a period in that relationship. Send a return to work order. Send a first notice. Yan po ang tawag dyan sa ating labor code and rules and regulations. Send a first notice in layman's term. Ang tawag po natin dyan, NTE or notice to explain. So we initiate the disciplinary process for the proper dismissal of the employee on the ground of abandonment or habitual absenteeism, no? Habitual absenteeism, or gross and habitual neglect of duty, or what other offense? Now, kung may return to work order at nareceive ni ni employee in subordination parinyon, so madami ka yung pweding charges na pweding issue against that employee. Kung nagpadala kayo ng return to work order at hindi siya nagcomply, it is in subordination or willful disobedience, no? Dismissible offense yan, no? Pwede siya ma-terminate on that ground only. Another offense na pwede niyang uh, makumit is gross and habitual neglect of duty by not, uh, pag matagal na po siyang hindi nagpapakita, so ang dami na niyang absence, nag-accumulate yung kanyang absences. So each day of absence is an, a neglect of duty kasi duty niya na mag-report for work. Diba? And since maraming absent na siya, pag, na siya, pag pinagsama-sama natin ang absences niya, it, it's causing a lot of harm on the employer. Diba? A lot of harm is being suffered by the employer. So it's gross and habitual neglect of duty. Or sometimes in some company policy, it's habitual absenteeism. So that's also an offense punishable by dismissal. Diba? And um, another is uh, improper resignation or job abandonment. Ang job abandonment po kasi is in reality, it is an irregular resignation. Nagre-resign si employee pero hindi niya ginawa yung tamang paraan. No? Parang isang jowa yan na uh, gusto niyang i-break pero imbis na sa, uh, talagang harap, harap, harap sila at sabihin na uh, wakasan na natin itong ating relationship, wala. Nag-ghosting na lang, hindi na nagpakita. No? So yun po ang ibig sabihin nun. Uh, irregular resignation. No? Nagre-resign siya pero hindi siya nag-submit ng formal resignation letter. No? So, charge, ba bawal rin po yun kasi dapat ang employees magre-render ng 30 days. Nasa labor code po yan. Required ang employee na mag-render ng 30 days notice kung siya ay magre-resign. By, by doing that a wall or job abandonment, uh, binayulate niya yung labor code. No? Na hindi siya nagbigay ng 30 days notice sa employee sa employer na parang iniwan lang niya basta-basta. No? Biniti niya sa ere. So yan po ang uh, situation. Kaya violation din po yan for dismissal. So ito po, no? so i-terminate na si employee after giving due process. So that's the first issue, status of employment. Now punta tayo do sa second issue which is accountability. Accountability is different from the 
employment status. Sa employment status, hatulan natin kung siya ay madidismiss or hindi madidismiss. Sa accountability, meron ba siyang kailangang pagbayaran? Yun. How, if yes, kung meron siyang pag, kailangang pagbayaran, how much ang dapat niyang pagbayaran? Dahil sa kanyang ginawang kasalanan. No? So yan ang tinatawag nating accountability issue. So in a job abandonment, there is the disciplinary issue wherein we will determine whether the employee would be dismissed formally or not. And the second issue is how much should the employee be held accountable for in terms of pesos. No? Pinag-uusapan natin magkano dapat niyang bayaran sa employer sa ginawa niyang kasalanan. No? So that's the second issue. We have not wish Now maraming companies, maraming employer, nakakalimutan yung second issue, yung issue of accountability. How much should the employee pay the employer? Kalimitan, dito lang sila nagpo-focus sa dismissal o after dismissal. O di tapos na. At paano naman yung accountability? Diba? So ngayon, one day, babalik yung employee. Ma'am, yung final pay ko. Ma'am, yung back pay ko. Ma'am, yung uh, last pay ko. Sisingilin ka ngayon nung uh, employee na yan na nag-awol. Sasabihin mo, nag-awol ka na nga. May, anong karapatan mong uh, mag-claim ng back pay? Anong karapatan mong mag-claim ng uh, last pay, ng final pay? Anong karapatan mo? Eh, binitin mo nga kami si Ere. You abandon us. Diba? And then babalik ka dito at magkiklaim ka ng job abandonment. Yan po ang pagkakamali ng maraming employer. Dahil hindi niya sinetel yung issue of accountability kung magkano ang pagkakautang ng employee, the employee now has the right to claim his back pay, his final pay or last pay. Pag, if you cannot substantiate in peso terms, no, kung magkano ang pagkakautang ng employee sa ginawa niyang awul or job abandonment or whatever violations na ginawa niya, no, wala po kayong pambangga wala kayong pang-offsetting dun sa kanyang last pay. No? So ano po mangyayari? Ang mangyayari dyan, ibibigay niyo yung kanyang final pay na buong buo. How, 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 uh, whatever amount that is, na walang kaltas, nang walang deduction. Why? Because you did not do your assignment of auditing the employee and finding out his accountability and determining the peso value of his accountability so that you can offset this against the employee. Ngayon, kung yung employee ay wala ng back pay, alam nyo, itong amount na ito, pwede nyo gamitin to in filing a case against the employee. Whether criminal or civil, the employer has the right to file a legal action against an employee that has caused him harm, damage, let's say uh, 100,000, 500,000, even 1 million. No? Depende sa perhisyong ginawa ng isang employee sa isang employer, the employer has the right to go to court, whether MTC, RTC, small claims man yan. Depende po kung may jurisdiction, no? based on uh, jurisdiction. So pag-aaralan pa yan ang abogado kung saan po ipapile yan. But as a general rule, the employer has the right to file a case against an employee who has caused damage, who has caused harm, who has incurred accountability as long as there are there is proof, no? May evidence po tayong maisasubmit. Kaya ganun pong kaimportante ang post-employment audit. Huwag po itong kakalimutan at lagyan natin ng peso value ang lahat ng accountability ng isang employee. Okay?
So, nandiyan na ba si Miss Len? Hindi na. Nakabalik pa ba? Miss Sigrid? Hindi ata, sir. Siya nakabalik. <laughs> Hindi na nakabalik. Okay, it's okay lang. So, check natin. May mga related questions ba sa question ni Miss Len? Or maybe we can entertain uh, a question kahit hindi related doon sa issue. No? Pagbigyan natin yung mga viewers natin. If they have questions, whether related or not sa ating topic, pwede. Pwede natin pagbigyan. So mayroon po dito, sir. Related naman po siya. Ang sabi po is from Miss Resi. Attorney, pwede po bang i-hold at ikaltas automatically sa final pay ng employee ang balance niya na cash advance sa company? Wala po ba kaming malalabas naman ito sa employee? Okay, so uh, may cash advance, may bale si employee. No, uh, as long as meron po tayong ano proof uh, as explained earlier uh, sir ma'am eh pwede po no meron po tayong batas as explained earlier meron po tayong batas sa civil code ito po yung law on obligations and contract under the subheading compensation wherein if the employer and the employee are claimants against each other uh, pwede pong magkaroon ng offsetting no offsetting so the employee has a claim ito yung final pay claim niya yan against the employer kung ang employer naman may claim against the employee and this claim is also due and demandable supported by uh, by evidence and uh, also in money terms no money peso to peso money to money pwede po yang pagbanggain no kahit na walang consent si employee No, as long as yun nga, all the requirements of the civil code are complied with. So yan po usual na nangyayari, offsetting. Uh, of course, no, ikaklarify ko lang. Although ito pong sinasagot natin ay uh, kung pwede bang mag-deduct without the employee's consent, of course, best practice pa rin po. No? It's best practice to always ask for the consent. Kung pwede, no? Kung pwede. Uh, humingi po tayo ng consent. Yan po talaga ang um, best approach. But there are times when the employee has become unreasonable and we believe tama, nasa tama tayo, there are ways, may paraan po, na even if the employee has not given his consent, then it can be done. Now, yung consent, not necessarily on the spot, kasi pwede po yung consent maibigay sa employment contract, no? Uh, pwede po kasi pag nag-hire kayo ng employee, nakalagay na mismo doon, doon, doon mismo sa employment contract ng mga new employees, nakalagay na doon yung kanilang consent. No, pumapayag na sila doon. So that's uh, also a form of consent. So hindi po yan as the situation arises, saka kayo hihingi ng written authority to deduct. Minsan yung consent pwedeng given in advance. So another best practice po yun, you ask for the consent in advance bago magkaroon ng mga ganitong incidents, bago magkaroon ng mga ganitong situation, humingi na po kayo ng consent. Kasi pag may mga ganitong incident at situation at may amount na, let's say malaki yung amount, ay uh, baka po mahirap talaga humingi ng consent. So you ask the consent in advance. 
uh, most prob- most preferably in the employment contract of a new employee nakalagay na doon yung consent. Okay, Miss Sigrid, let's go to our uh, next question. So for the next question, this is from Sir Patrick. I would like to seek for advice, specifically when it comes to releasing a COE from a requestor who has no longer an employee of the company. The issue is the ex-employee requested for a COE. However, from the time the COE was released, ang nakalagay po kasi doon is for application requirements. However, hindi naman po yun ang ni-request dapat daw nakalagay as per ex-employee dahil may work na po siya. She is requesting and demanding na dapat ang nakalagay would be for whatever it may serve. Okay, so walang kamatayang COE. Okay, sige, let's let's uh, proceed no. So, uh, ito pong COE, wala naman talagang template or format. Kanya-kanya po ang company na sa, sa paggawa ng template or format ng COE. Pero may minimum requirements. At ano po ang minimum requirements ng isang COE? Saan po natin matatagpuan yan? Sa Dole Labor Advisory number 06-20, series of 2020. Again, Dole Labor Advisory number 06-20, Series of 2020, i-download nyo po yan. And makikita nyo po dyan about the COE, wala namang masyadong sinabi. Ang sinabi lang dyan, ano ang dapat nalaman ng isang COE? Which is kung uh, starting date ng employment ng isang employee and yung last date of employment niya. no So it's actually a service record. At uh, during those days or dates that the employee was employed, ano ang kanya mga... Uh, trabaho. In, in short, ano yung job position niya at ano yung mga job description niya, brief job description, while the employee was employed. So it's a service record. Yun lang po ang kailangan na isulat sa isang COE. Now, because ganun, ganun lang, ganun ka-minimalistic ang re- requirements for a COE, kung uh, yun po ang ilabas ng isang employer, compliant na po siya sa requirement ng DOLE. No? Basta nakastate yung kung anong nakalagay dyan sa Labor Advisory number 06-20, eh okay na po. However, uh, since walang template or walang format na piniprescribe ang dole, pwede naman pong dagdagan pero hindi pwedeng bawasan kung ano yung nakalagay dyan na dapat naka-indicate. No? Pwede naman dagdagan yan. So yung mga ganitong pakiusap, kung hindi naman na malaking bagay, no? pagbigyan na natin kasi... For whatever uh, lawful purpose it may serve, pwede naman yun, no? Uh, it's just a piece of paper. Lalagyan lang natin ng one sentence, no? So, uh, pwede na yun. Pagbigyan na lang natin, no? Para wala ng issue. Although, kung uh, namimiloso po tayo, pwede nating pakita sa employee. O ito, ito ang Labor Advisory Number 06-20. Saan nakalagay dyan na dapat for whatever purpose Uh, makalagay dyan, di ba? Wala naman. So, mag-aaway lang kayo ng employee, no? At uh, hindi matatapos po ang inyong debate. So, ito naman, uh, I think this is a very uh, minor, very inconsequential request. For, for me, no? May itabagay, pagbigyan na po natin sa si employee para naman makatulong tayo 
sa employee kung ano man yung uh, kung saan niya gagamitin yung COE niya. Okay, next question please. Uh, for the next question, this is from Ms. L.R. Na-designate po ako sa ibang area bilang sales clerk sa company nung pandemic. Medyo nasaktan po ako dahil yung mga kasabayan ko ay nabalik sa dating area na office clerk. Then after a month, they hire a new sales clerk na babae and nagkatwira nila sa akin ay bawal daw po ang babae. Ano po kaya ang pwede kong gawin? Inaalala ko din po ang COE ko once mag-resign ako dahil lang mailalagay po nila doon ay sales clerk. From Miss LR. Okay, from Miss LR. So ito, medyo kinakabahan siya, nangangamba siya. Uh, and again, COE na naman. Walang kamatayang COE. So lalabas sa kanyang COE na siya ay sales clerk at hindi office clerk. So for Miss LR, big deal sa kanya nang kanyang job description at job title or job position ay office clerk. Ngayon, ang kanyang current position ay sales clerk. So, ang sabi naman niya dito, originally talagang office clerk siya nung pandemic na reassign siya as sales clerk kasi pandemic. Pero, hindi na siya after pandemic, nung nag-normalize na, hindi siya naibalik as office clerk. Samantalang yung mga ibang kasamahan niya ay uh, naibalik na sa office clerk. So, naiwan siya as a sales clerk. So uh, ito lang po may papayo ko kay Miss LR. Alam niyo po, uh, prerogative po yan ng isang employer. It's the prerogative of management. Ang tawag po dyan, quote-unquote, management prerogative to assign, reassign, transfer, relocate employees. Yan po ay absolute right, no? karapatan or prerogative ng isang employer to, to put employees where they can contribute the most. Kung saan maximize ang kanilang potential and talent, that is the prerogative of the employer. Kahit originally kayo ay accountant, pero sa palagay ng employer, mas kailangan kaysa marketing, pwede po kayong mailipat doon. That's a management prerogative. Of course, may limitation po ang management prerogative. Kailangan po it must be exercised in good faith. Good faith po dapat si management. Hindi po, wala po siyang hidden agenda. Wala siyang uh, agenda na pahirapan kayo o pagtawanan kayo, humiliate kayo or embarrass kayo para kayo ay uh, tuluyan na mag-resign. Dapat po good faith, no? Talagang yung ginawa niya na transfer, uh, reassignment ay talagang ito ang nakikita niyang pinakamaganda sa 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 company, sa organization para mag-survive o mas lumago, mas lumaki at mag-expand, mag, mag no? So importante po yung good faith. As long as the employer has acted in good faith, eh Karapatan po ng employer itong mag-reassign uh, and mag-transfer from one position to another, from one uh, department to another, one place to another, one boss to another. Pwede, pwede niyang paltan yung job description as long as hindi nagbabago ang sweldo, salary benefit at uh, yung level and rank of the employee stays the same. no? At of course, meron siyang legitimate na business objective, meron siyang goal or meron siyang pangangailangan yung business, yan po ay pwedeng gawin ng isang employer, lalo na kung temporary lang. Lalo na pag sinabi ng employer, ay temporary arrangement lang to, hindi pa to permanent. Lalong-lalo na pag yun ang sinabi ng isang employer, yan po ay karapatan. Ngayon, uh, so payo kay Ms. LR, ganyan po talaga. No? Now, kung sa pag sa palagay mo, sa pagtingin mo, na napag, pag-iinitan ka o ito ay ginawa in bad faith, 
dahil gusto kang ma-force na mag-resign at ikaw ay parang pinapahirapan, pinapahiya at hindi tinitreat na maltrato dahil ito ay parang pahirap sa'yo para mag-udyok sa'yo na iwanan mo nang iyong trabaho na eventually mag-resign ka. Yan po ang tinatawag na bad faith. No? Hindi po maganda yan at pwedeng makasuha ng isang employer ng constructive dismissal. Pero kung hindi naman po, kung wala naman po mga ganong uh, pweba or ebidensya na kayo ay uh, ginigipit ng inyong employer, yan po ay karapatan ng employer nyo. At uh, pwede naman kayo mag-request, mag-follow up lang kayo, padala kayo ng request, pwede ba matransfer ako from sales clerk to office clerk, wala naman po masama doon. So patuloy lang po kayo na magpadala ng request, written request, na maibalik kayo as office clerk. Subukan nyo po, no? At baka uh, pagbigyan rin kayo ng inyong employer. Okay? Now, sa COE, yung pangamba nyo sa COE, eh, yun po talaga ang nakalagay sa, ano eh, sa regulation eh, na kung ano yung inyong position at uh, job description ay dapat nakalagay sa COE. So, kung kayo po ay na-assign as sales clerk, hindi nyo na po mababawi yan. Talagang pwede pong ilagay talaga ni employer na kayo ay... Uh, humawak ng position na sales clerk. Okay, so one last question from our audience, uh, from our participants, Miss Sigrid, before we okay, end the show. Ang, ang last question po dito is yung nauna. Ah, sandali lang, Miss Sigrid, no? before natin pagbigyan yung last question, magpapasalamat po muna tayo sa sponsor ng Ask Attorney Paul. No? Meron po tayong kaibigan sponsor Sante International before we pagbigyan natin yung mga last uh, questions no um, gusto ko lang pasalamatan uh, the, uh, ang mga kaibigan natin sa Sante International for sponsoring this show and nagpadala sila sa akin ng sample ng kanilang products uh, Barley Max no and ginamit ko po ito no dahil uh, ni-research ko ginugel ko chineck ko kung uh, legit ba itong company na ito ano ba itong barley na kanilang uh, pinuproduce at uh, binebenta ko ito ba yung maganda sa kalusugan, sa katawan at based sa aking research based sa, sa nabasa ko sa YouTube sa sa Google maganda pala itong barley sa katawan at uh, sa katunayan sinubukan ko po ito iniinom ko ito araw-araw so almost uh, magwa one month na po ako na nag-take ng Barley Max and okay, mag maganda rin po ang lasa na subukan kong ihalo ito sa plain water sa kape, sa green tea, sa matcha, sa chocolate drink, sa gatas, no? Uh, bagay na bagay. Kasi meron siyang natural sweetener, hindi po asukal, no? Ang kanyang sweetener ay uh, healthy sweetener, hindi po sugar. So yung mga di diabetic at yung uh, uh, allergic sa sugar, no? Okay na okay po ito sa, sa, sa inyo. And also, nagpadala rin sila ng sample sa akin na uh, vitamin C. Uh, I zinc, no? I, I take this every day kasi sa panahon ngayon, bawal magkasakit. So I take uh, their vitamin C. I zinc. So thank you again sa Sante International for sponsoring our show. Salamat po sa inyo and uh, sa uulitin. Okay, so Miss Sigrid, go ahead. So yung questions po na nauna dito is from Mr. Rowley. Illegal deduction po ba ang pagdeducted ng 3,500 dahil hindi umaten sa team building? 
Illegal deduction. Well, ano, uh, ang sagot ko sa'yo, sir, is it depends. No? It depends. Kasi ganito, uh, first of all, uh, kailangan malaman natin kung may accountability ka o wala. Ang accountability, ang pag sinabi nating accountability, pagkakautang mo yan sa, sa, sa company, sa employer mo. So first of all, do you have an accountability? Ito bang hindi mo pag-attend sa isang team building activity, I would make you accountable. No? Mag, meron kang, pag sinabi natin accountable, ikaw ba ay may uh, pagkakautang? Meron ka bang uh, kasalanan? Meron ka bang uh, harm or danyos na na ininflict sa sa yung company, sa yung employer? So y- yun po ang kailangan nating uh, tingnan, no? Medyo masalimuot 'yan at malalim na question, kailangan natin ng mga ebidensya at document. Example, w- one situation na pwede pong uh, valid na talaga kayo ay ma-hold accountable eh pag uh, let's say sinabi nyo na kayo ay attend at kayo ay uh, nagpa ano nagsabi na oh aattend po ako diyan tapos hindi po kayo umattend at dahil kayo ay nagsabi na kayo ay aattend syempre naghanda ang management oh aattend po ito may employee tayong aattend so nagbilang sila ng aattend may budget po yan no may may karap, may may corresponding budget diyan sa bawat employee na aattend at kayo po ay nakalista doon sa mga aattend So ibig sabihin kung hindi kayo umattend ay nasayang po yung uh, budget na yon. Kumbaga yan ay tapon. Uh, kung kayo pala hindi attend, sana hindi na kayo naisama, sana nat- natipid yon ng company. No? Ngayon, uh, nagsabi kayo attend kayo tapos absent kayo, walang valid reason. So yun sa sa ganung situation Uh, maari po talagang ma-hold accountable kayo kasi naperhisyo po ang company in the amount of 3,500 na inilaan po sa inyong attendance na hindi naman kayo pumunta without valid reason. No? So sabi ko nga po, case to case yan. It depends sa situation. It depends on the evidence. Pero syempre, may mga situation naman na, na hindi rin makatarungan na ikakaltas sa inyo yun. ba diba? So, Case to case po yan. Next question and last question, Ms. Sigrid. At uh, 11 na po eh. 11.06 na. Ms. Sigrid, last question po. Um, yung next question po is from... Wait lang po. Uh, ito po, from Mr. Obedoza. Sabi niya, sir, attorney, may SSS loan po ako sa company ko. So, after 24 months of deduction since February 2023, ang last deduction, umasa po ako, nabayad na po lahat ng SSS loan ko. Pero recently lang po, nag-check ako ng online account sa SSS, may reflecting principal balance pa ng 1,800 plus. Pero nakumpit na mm. po yung 24 months loan payment na nag-reflect sa online SSS account ko. May negligence po ba ang employer dito sa SSS loan payment ko? Pwede. Pwedeng hindi. No? Uh, it's too early to tell. Kasi alam nyo, uh, sometimes late posting. May late posting. Marami pong dahilan. No? Uh, it's possible, yes, may negligence. Baka hindi nagre-remit. Baka, baka yung kinakaltas po sa inyo hindi nare-remit. So it's possible. 
Uh, it's also possible na it's a system error or late posting. So too early to tell. Uh, ang papayo ko po sa inyo, mag-inquire po kayo, investigate kung yung nakaltas sa inyo ay uh, nai-remit properly. And then saka po tayo magkaroon ng conclusion. Hindi po automatic yun. Marami, marami pong factor na pwedeng mangyari. So just uh, coordinate with your employer and with the SSS and find out what happened. At uh, lalabas at lalabas rin naman po kung anong totoong dahilan. Okay, so Sigrid, yan na, yan, na, uh, yan na yung last question natin. At overtime na tayo. At tayo nagpapaalam na sa ating mga uh, kaibigan at kasamahan, mga viewers natin and participants. Thanks so much for joining us in another live episode of Ask Attorney Paul. Next next week, may Ask Attorney Paul din sa every Friday po ito. But it will be a replay of past episode, previous episode. So marami pong salamat. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining. See you. See you every Friday. Bye.
Viewing and listening to our contents do not create any client-lawyer relationship. Whatever comments and recommendations that we give during our sessions are strictly for educational, information, and training purposes only. Please engage a trusted and reliable lawyer for legal advice and professional services. Thank you.